Four Midwest Guys presents Mandalorian Review. Welcome back to Four Midwest Guys presents the Mandalorian Review. We are finally here at the season two finale episode, a chapter sixteen, the rescue. And oh, what an episode it has been, and was, and what a season it has been, and was. Uh, guys, let's do our. We got a lot to talk about. I'm uh, well, actually, let's do inter introductions. My bad. I'll be nice. I'm your host, B. Willie, and with me today is my daughter Gabriella, returning in her nice face mask, so you can't see her face. Hi. She's very thrilled about that, as you can tell. Uh, with me is also is the Dirty Jay-Z via Skype. Hello, hello, everyone. And, and as always, Mr. Ryan Eckenbauer via Skype as well. Hey, what's up, what's up? What's going on, guys? What's going on? So as you can tell, I'm excited. There's a lot to talk about and get through. So real quick. Yeah, strap yourself in, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long one. It's going to be a little like this. Going on. No, um, but yeah, there's so uh, a lot going on, a lot to talk about. So uh, let's just do our non-spoiler reviews. Uh, Brian, I'll let you start. Uh, starting, we'll start with uh, I give it an A plus plus. This is probably my favorite episode. Um, it ticked all the boxes for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys know what my boxes are. You got ships, lightsabers, yep. Yep. fancy duels. Yep, it had it all. It had it all. I was impressed. Ship, sabers and square offs. Yep. A little bit, a little bit of spoiler. But that's okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to spoil it anyway. Go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> not spoiler. Um, yeah, I'm going to. Oh, I hope I'm not frozen there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'll keep it spoiler free. Um, I'll save my letter grade for the end. Uh, but yeah, this was one hell of a. You know, is it half hour, hour long broadcast? It was 45 minutes, but I don't know quite which block that falls in. But yeah. yeah, for whatever, whatever time frame it encapsulated wow it's it's just a wow episode you knew that the whole season is building up to this and mm. did it ever pay off in ways that we did not expect and i'm gonna say this was probably like we're not gonna i'm not gonna say anything about the ending yet but i'm just gonna say the last five minutes were the most emotional five minutes that disney's produced in star wars ever you know, I I, I got to hand it to you. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Also, this one ran at exactly 45 minutes, I noticed. It might be a little bit wow. over, but it was about 45 in general. All right, Gabby, what do you think? Just non-spoiler. Um, so, I love the entire episode, except the end. I did not like the end. Mm -mm. Oh, surprise ending. Surprise. Well, I have to talk about Am that I going to have one. to square off against your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> Easy now, Johnny. That's Easy. Easy. She has her reasonings, and I've heard her reasonings, and they're valid, kind of. Um, and we'll talk about it when we get to it. 
Okay, so from this point on, everything we talk about, oh, I actually also give it an A++, by the way, for a thousand reasons, and um, I'll be more than happy to, to tell you about that. Coming up, no. starting right now, is from this point on, spoiler review, everything we talk about is about the episode, so if you haven't seen the episode, pause us, watch the episode, and come back. So, alright, so right off the back, let's talk about attacking the Imperial Shuttle. Um, the big surprise for me the here... The first time or the second time? Uh, the first, well, the first time, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the big surprise for me here, Slave 1 has ion cannons. That's kind of an upgrade. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen Slave 1 that I can remember having that kind of firepower. Uh, obviously, an ion cannon is a disabling weapon. Uh, it's only seen on a few starships throughout uh, Star Wars. The, the, the biggest ion cannon we ever saw was on Hoth. It was that big, giant... The boob cannon, as I like to call space it. Space boob, yeah. Yeah, the space boob. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of uh, lot of stuff there. Uh, so, the, uh, you know, so I've never seen that, that kind of armament. Uh, what did you guys think about uh, that whole scene? Uh, go ahead, Brian. Well, I mean, we've never actually seen Slave 1 in action before. So it's kind of hard to see what kind of technology he has. But being the best bounty hunter there is, you'd think he'd have the, the top equipment on his, on his, air, on his StarCraft. Um, um, I'm going to... I'm going to ask a question here. Didn't we see it in Attack of the Clones when it was having the uh, space battle with Obi-Wan, though? He never, he didn't use an ion cannon, though. He used the, we saw the... He used the, the seismic thing, seismic but he did blast at him. He did. Because that was even in the trailer. Yeah, he blasted at him with just regular lasers, but he did, the that ion cannon was like that, that blue shot you saw. And that's what's disabled yeah. the entire, um, uh, the shuttle. That's why the shuttle shut down was that the ion cannon. Yeah, the Imperial Shuttle. Can I call it Shuttle Tiberian? You can call it Shuttle Tiberian. Actually, it was Lambda, <laughs> I think. Shuttle Tiberian. Lambda 2 or something. It was, it was Lambda 234 or 235 or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. It's the Revenge of Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 really liked, I really liked it coming in. Um, and they shut everything down, basically. And then you get that whole coming up in front. Where it comes oh, up in front. That of was a badass shot. Yes. That was a yeah, was, shot. And you that can see Boba. You can see Boba in the cockpit. Yes. He's like, like yeah. Prepare to prepare to be boarded. Like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> for a lot of shots that I swear looked. It made me sad that the theaters aren't open right now, and it made me sad that it's only on TV because there were some real cinematic shots in this. Absolutely were. Mm -hmm. You know what? I was yeah. wondering. And this is you know, it is about this, but it's not. You know how uh, Cinema Cinemark and uh, AMC and stuff are allowing you to go in and watch certain, like you pick your own stuff to watch. Yeah. Like you pay two hundred, uh -huh. pay two hundred bucks in the theater. Yeah, are probably. you allowed to like watch Mandalorian in the theater? I probably. Don't know. I mean, I guess if it fits within that certain block, you probably could. Because that would be awesome. I'd pay two hundred dollars to go see the Mandalorian in the theater. <laughs> There's a little light bulb starting to come over my head, Brian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, no. <laughs> Dad, no. That would be fucking cool. Uh, or, pardon me. That yes, would be awesome. Would. I mean, how, like, and, really, how, how, how awesome would that be? It would Especially be. if you get to see it back to back to back to back. Yeah, like, oh, just watch uh -huh. all season two. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> Except one episode. I, 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 we don't need to see the Frog Lady episode again. Lady oh, yeah. Episode again. Well, you know, I, I still dug the spiders. That would be mm. cool to see on the No, 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 no. I'll watch the thing again. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> All right. So let's talk. Let's switch from the... the to, to on board when they, they, they board the shuttle. And let's talk about Cara Dune, man. Um, got a little bit of a, a dark side in her shows up here. Um... First of all, we learned that that 
that tattoo that she has on her her uh, cheek the uh, which is the the imperial emblem is actually for alderaan so um i guess anybody who's still from alderaan that's out in the galaxy i guess that maybe that's one way you show your uh, you know solidarity yeah yeah uh kind of deal and this guy's talking smack to her about that and she keeps warning him she keeps warning him and then bam man right in the face dude i mean just he doesn't have a nose left on him you know now brian did you recognize who that was you know the the first guy looked familiar. He looked like a comedian, but I couldn't I couldn't place him. Who's that? Who, who was the second guy? Somebody as well? Yeah. So the second guy was actually the uh, the the bad guy from uh, Agents of Shield. When they went back in time, he was the young version of uh, he was the young version of uh, what's his name? Oh, now it's now, now that I told you about it, now that I'm forgetting what his name was. Yeah. But he was the guy who created created Hydra. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about uh, was that him? And he was the young, the younger version. He he was the guy who was carrying the mineral spirits and stuff. Okay, okay. So he's so on was Disney it? I'm lost. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, a little Disney crossover action going on. Yeah. The first guy that got shot and made the made the, the little girly scream. He yeah. looked like a comedian I'd seen somewhere before. I, I don't know if he I, was somebody. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize him. But I I was just like that. That was a horrible scream. It was up. She shot him, and he's like, ah! I was like, okay, okay, that's horrible. Did she shoot him? I thought it was the uh, the other officer that shot him. Yeah, it was the other officer. Oh, it was yeah. the other yeah. officer. You're yeah. right. He shot him in the back, but he did it. His, yep. his... He's, he's, he's like, I'm not with him. We can work something out. And he's like, I'll shoot you. Was it Drake? I don't think it was Drake. I'd have to go back. I'll have to go I'm back. To remember what his name. It was the guy who he started stealing everybody's powers. Yeah, Drake is at the very end. He's yeah, the he bad was, guy he, at the end. He was starting to steal everybody's powers. He stole... Uh... It might be. It might be. I feel I'm like I'm going to have to do a back to Quinn moment here. We, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to look it up at some point. If you get a Side chance, line, Brian, see if you can now. look him up. But it seems... Yeah, you might be right now that I think about it. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah. So Kara's got some uh, some serious issues and has no problem shooting somebody dead in the face. Uh with a blaster rifle if you piss her off enough um so and it, it's so I much mean, that, i got that impression from her all the time but well i yeah me too but it's it i mean this one even stunned man the mandalorian the mandalorian even did a are you kidding me <laughs> watched her walk off kind of steal it was just real i don't know i was just like damn damn don't fuck her. don't mess with her don't mess with her i'm gonna try my best not to cuss okay <laughs> So let, let's Which move Which is funny. We sent Steph in the other room. Steph's usually our uh, profanity generator. Y yeah, you're right. She's a... Um, anyway, it's me tonight, apparently. I guess because I'm excited and everything. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about... Uh, so they move on. They go to uh, recruiting more help. So they go looking for Bo-Katan and... Uh, uh, is it Costco? Oh, is it... Was it Costco? Is that right, Brian? Uh, what are you doing? Huh? Costco. Casca, uh, the uh, the other Mandalorian. That's oh yeah, with yeah, yeah. Bo-Katan. I think it's Casca. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the one thing that that caught my interest in this is a real minor detail that I I, I blew up out of proportion just because my curiosity is is heightened. What did you guys think about those refinery looking things on that planet? Did you think that was? I actually, dug it. Did you? I thought think, it was kind of a neat design. Did you think it was actual like industrialism, or yes. did, or did you think like I did that it was terraforming? Like I thought they were pumping moisture into the air kind of thing. 
Frankly, it it looked industrial. It reminded me of like when you drive through like farmlands and you see those big silos with the tubes and everything on the side. Like it, it looked like that in some way, yeah. but in more of an industrial fashion. But I like the way that they were sparsed out, so it looked like a farming land. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Hank, I know you talk about the three, uh, you know, saber ships and uh, square offs. <laughs> But uh, for me, what I love in sci-fi is like a nicely designed universe. And this is actually kind of a neat looking, uh, I mean, granted for a throwaway, it had like a really neat backstory going to it. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought it felt like, uh, I thought it felt like we were, we were going to Lothal. Ooh, there you go. Okay. Um, just the way, because we came across, um, I mean, I realized at this point Lothal would have been way different than that. Yeah, but it seemed like it was that kind of planet where these. Remember, they he said they originally came in, and they had these plants yeah. that um, were were using all the all the um, the bio stuff to make to make fuel and stuff. And it used to be fields of grain, and then all of a sudden it was barren land. Yeah, they were strip mining it. Yeah, right. And that's yeah. kind of what it felt like with those plants were doing, mm. where like they had all the plants set up and they were refining everything. And then you get to the part where he lands in this town and it's kind of like a, a like a, a desert rocky area kind of like it was with the fall yeah that, that that's a good point that that could be i to me it seemed and, and this was what i took away because you know you know me once my curiosity gets up i'll i'll rewind it watch it rewind it watch it rewind it watch it what i what i saw was you got these big giant refineries but it didn't look like smoke to me it looked like steam and the landscape to me looked like it was arid like it was desert, but they were there was little tiny green brush everywhere. Like they were trying to grow something there that wasn't necessarily what it was designed for. Like they were terraform, they were trying to terraform the planet to meet whatever mm -hmm. standards it was. That's that's what I took away after watching it like three to four times back to back to back. Just because I'm a, I don't know. I'm do you, do you like remember that. like when you drive across the uh, that bridge on two seventy five when you get into Indiana and you mm -hmm. see that power plant off to yeah, the side? I mean, yeah, the stacks seem more like that. The nuclear power plant stacks. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Maybe that's what what it is. I don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was either industrial or like I said, it was either the industrial thing or that's that's the other the only other thing I, I came up with in my mind. So I don't know. Um, so uh, okay, so let's go to the whole bar scene and um, yeah, the first big thing, the big takeaway is is Bo-Katan doesn't care for Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> she brings up right away, you know, you're not a Mandalorian, you know. <laughs> Cues never said I was. Yeah, and then he's like, well, I never said I was, and then he brought he always brings up his father. He brings up Jango Fett, and she says, you know, she she. <laughs> She goes, you mean your donor? Uh, you know, basically mm. saying he's a clone. That was a nice moment. Yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of uh, hatred and tension there. But it was almost, I won't say it was complete hatred. It was almost like a Han Leia vibe is what I got from it. Because he kept calling her princess. I, maybe that that's what it was. That That's why I picked up on it. Or maybe I'm taking it a step too far. Um and John agrees. Okay, John, go ahead. What what do you think about Boba versus? It just Boba it just Man? seemed like there was just just disrespect between the two of them. Mm -hmm. You know, just honestly, like a couple gunslingers in a bar that just don't like the cut of each other's jib. Yeah. What do you think, B? I mean, I, I doubt they're going to produce another uh, you know 
Ben Solo <laughs> down the road. So, no, I did not get a Han and Leia vibe at all. You don't see a Boba Bo-Katan kid coming out? No, I do not. Mm -mm. No? No, Gabby doesn't either. No, okay. just no. Am I on my own on this one, too? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... Uh, She's just not that into Boba. <laughs> yeah, well, she well she said you know she says you're a clone. Yeah, you know I've I've heard, I've heard a thousand of your voices. They maybe might be the last one you hear. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> you know it was just like, you know, and then you go back and think about all the clones she did hear. Yeah. You know, but it, but it's funny. It was funny because like, the like you're like the, like they're talking about the amount of disrespect mm -hmm. that was there. Yeah, was just unreal considering like. You don't see too many Mandalorians going around, and for her to be like, "You're not a Mandalorian," like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't come in here saying, "Hey, look at me, I'm a Mandalorian." Yeah. We just came for your help. You know what I mean? It was weird. To me, it was just it started out very hateful, and then it turned into more. I don't know. To me, it turned into more playful because later you get the line, and we'll talk about it when we get to it a little bit. But you almost get like an apology between the two, an unofficial apology that happens. Um, you know, basically wishing each other well and don't get hurt kind of thing. So I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too far. It was just the fact that he kept calling her princess. And, you know, that's what's his... just not that into him. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's just there's a little little tit for tat going on there. And I thought maybe it could be just because he was calling her princess that it was enough for me to go. No. It reminded me of Han and Leia's fights. No. Oh, okay. I can see where you're saying that because he called her princess. Yeah. Um, but I think it was more the fact that he called her princess because she was never really the queen of Mandalore. Oh, uh, so he's trying to just piss her Give off. Give her jabs. Yeah. yeah. Integrator, yeah. Yeah. So... And then there was a great little fight between Boba Fett and that Casca uh, Casca character. Mm -hmm. Casca, yeah, I got Costco in my notes. I think it's actually Casca. Anyway, <laughs> I keep calling her Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, yeah. But yeah, speaking of that, though, we got she she pulled off a little uh, with the help of a jetpack, pulled off a little wrestling move on Mando. <laughs> Did a uh, DDT on him, uh, you know. Well, that was a Huracurana, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty the bad. Jetpack Huracurana. Jetpack Huracurana, DDT, whatever you want to call it. It was pretty badass. And I thought for for doing that, they're trying to build up her character. Maybe give her a little bit more stature because it is Boba Fett she's fighting here. And she holds her own against Boba Fett. Um, if anything, Boba Fett might actually, I won't say he lost, but he, he's on the, um, I don't know, on the the other side of that fight what do you think there brian well i mean i also think that he held back oh okay you know i don't think i don't think he was 100 percent into that fight i mean he was like after after she did that move yeah i think you know i think he was but like at first if he really wanted to he would have just shot first yeah that's true he, he would have and he could have oh, come shot on when has a star wars character ever done that yeah exactly <laughs> Han always shoots first, damn it. <laughs> um, but I, I think he was I think he was holding back. Um and he I, he he only turned his his um his flamethrower on when after she did. Yeah. Like he didn't do he didn't shoot first on that. Like she turned hers on and then he turned his on. So it was like it was like a you know, just a block. It wasn't a yeah trying to do anything. There so. was no offense on his part. It was yeah. All, mm -hmm. yeah, defense. Okay, I'll I'll buy that. I'll take that. What'd you think, Gabby? Um did you? Who do you think won that fight? Between I think it was like a neutral fight. No one won. Yeah. You know, it's okay. a draw. It's a draw. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right, and then of course. Uh, I'm with you, Gabby. What's that? 
Sorry. So I'm with you, Gabby. That's that's exactly what I thought. It was just just shows off the two are good fighters, and yeah, it's a draw. All right then. Um, let's move on to Bo-Katan. Uh, and basically, she, at the end, she finally agrees to help Mando, uh, but she basically under two conditions: is one, she gets to kill Gideon, and then she gets to take the dark saber from Gideon. That's that's her her two conditions for uh, for for going along with all this. Which you know, was for, it, was her, I thought her first condition was she gets the aircraft. Like she gets the spacecraft. Well, that was part of he. That and then was and then the second one was she gets the Gideon. Yeah, the, that was part of Mando sweetening. That wasn't Mando's offer. He's like, you know, that that cruiser could we could really help your cause. See, that was kind of his incentive to in the in the plan, I guess, to to get her to go along. Incentivize and then, her. And then she came back with the well, that's fine, but I get to kill Gideon and I get to take the dark saber. Those were her other two conditions because obviously she wants that dark saber because she wants to rule Mandalore again, or at least have the ability to I guess choose maybe I don't know that that became a little bit more murky after this episode we'll talk about that here and coming up um, let's move on to making the plan um, here Dr. Pershing uh, once again uh, I just get the feeling that this Dr. Pershing really doesn't care for for being around the Imperials he's just there and he's just trying to get by and he's just trying to save his, get his, save his own skin from the Imperials because any chance it seems he gets to help the other side, he's he's more than willing to do so, and he does here again. What do you guys think? Do you think he's he's uh, he's out for himself, or do you think he's he's just pissed off at the Empire and wants to get back? What do you guys think? I think he, I think he's away from I think he's wants to get away from the Empire, like he knows where the Empire was. Yeah, but you know, so he's probably a he's probably a turn. I wouldn't say a turned rebel, but more more of on the long lines of. I'm gonna line line myself with whoever's not gonna kill me. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, so to speak. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, the whole time, like when I saw him pop up again in the video message this season, I I kind of got the impression he's out for himself. Like he's just whoever is giving him the paycheck at the moment. He's uh, the scientific equivalent of Benicio del Toro in the universe. So he's a sci scientist for hire. Sci yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, that's cool. And then, it's like uh, a scientist that doesn't want to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> and he provides some intel, though. He gives them the intel on the Dark Troopers. And it turns out that the Dark Trooper... So the Dark Trooper from the EU meets the Dark Trooper that he describes, the three phases, is in reverse. So in the EU, it starts off as a droid and turns into an Iron Man. Apparently, <laughs> in the redone version now of history they retcon that and they turned it around it started off as an iron man suit and now it's gone full droid is what's happened so so for those of you keeping track and trying to, to at home because we showed those three stages of the uh the droid and they apparently in this timeline or in this history uh that they devolved they they de-evolved into droids instead of evolving into a a man suit so to speak so um, in this case, I guess the Empire has taken the stance that the human is the weak, the weakness and has eliminated it. Um, so for those of you out there wanting to know that, uh, which is interesting, you know, I don't know if a droid is any more, more deadly than a man, though. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let's, we'll talk about that. For, let's put that big philosophy question out there for Who's a second. Who's going first? Um, you got something you want to add? Go ahead. I mean... I feel like the droid could be more stupider than the man, because more, the droids could have like uh, errors in their program or something, while man, they just know what they're doing and go for it, you know? Okay. 
All right, John, what do you think? I mean, in the uh, the Star Wars universe, it's always been about the the dehumanized plot always fails. Right. So anything that doesn't have a personality is basically prone to failure in the Star Wars universe. The industrial machine, yeah, complex, yeah. Exactly, because it's yeah. always been about uh, humanity or humanity versus uh, overwhelming machines. So right. that's how we get Ewoks taking down Imperial walkers. <laughs> <laughs> with bows and arrows and slingshots and right Brian what do you think um, I, I I want to say that the uh, they actually made the dark the dark troopers feel more menacing in this episode yeah uh, than we've than we've than we've got the entire time I actually felt they were more of a um, more of a network than they were individual droids mm. yeah um, and also I, I also felt as if there was a um, like an artificial intelligence that yes. was directing them, uh, yeah. just by the, their movements. Uh, we haven't got there at the, the end with the fight and stuff, but you can tell everything was coordinated between them. Very much so. Yeah. And it was. Like it was. Mind. Yeah, it was more like a hive mind. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. Um, what I think the droid part of it gets rid of is all the, all the the one-offs that a human can make, where it's like I'm going to make this choice where I normally wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's getting rid of, and that's why I think that's why they went with the trooper because this trooper is going to say, "Here's my directive. This is what I'm going to do," mm-hmm. as opposed to, "Here's my directive. How can I get to that without actually having to do, to you know, blast through this door? I can go around this way or whatever." Right. Um, so what, did Star but, Wars but, but to, with their... oh, Go ahead. But but to John's point, the um, it does seem that whenever you take the uh, the humanized side of something, that's when something fails. Yeah, because the force is the always the organic side, and anytime yeah. you go against that, you know that that's always been the the argument, I guess, in Star Wars. But yeah, go ahead, so, John. So has, I was gonna say, so Star Wars has basically created their version of the Borg now. <laughs> <laughs> Resistance is futile, but we're not going to simulate your ass. We're just going to blast it. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have any traces of like human looking skin on our faces. It's just it's just all you know. We're just gonna. What's that guy's name from Iron Man Two? All drones. Yeah, it's more. It's more Terminator Two, I think, uh, than, than than Borg, I guess, or I don't know. Well, Terminator Two kind of acts on their own, but anyway. Okay. Sky, Skynet meets the Borg. Skynet meets the Borg. Yeah, there we go. With the with the, with the OG Battlestar Galactica helmets. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. They did. They did kind of have the old. Uh, you know, the Mandalorian helmets often look a lot like the old uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, what were they called? Cyclones or something? Right? Cyclones? Yeah. Cyclones? Anyway. anyway. Cylons. 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 That's it. Cylons. Thank you. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of BSG out there yelling at me, including George. Yeah, our good friend George. Going, well, we got Bo-Katan on there now, too, so. <laughs> What's that? Because mm. the actress from uh, that played oh, Bo-Katan. Oh, yeah. She played Starbuck. That's right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie. Um, Psychoff. Psychoff, yeah. Yep. There you go. All right. And then, of course, they make this big plan, and they're going to break into two teams of one of everybody else and then Mando. And Bo-Katan goes along with it because she wants that uh, that dark saber, and she thinks he's going to be on the bridge, and she just goes along with it because she knows she's got a better chance of getting to him that way, I think. Um, and she just went, she just went along with it. I was surprised. It, it just showed, showed she's pretty one-sided this time along, where the last time they were working together more maybe and then she changes the plan on him at the end but this time she is definitely out for that saber and very focused I thought um, what would you guys think 
No more than usual. Yeah. No more than usual? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I think I'm on a delay here. Okay. That's fine. Actually, I forgot I've been... I forgot to have all these pictures, and I keep forgetting about... forgotten all about these darn pictures. Somebody should should shake me next time. <laughs> you want me to? Yeah, please do. Okay. Okay. So, I know. So I just I'll catch us up here you. real quick. So... Okay. So here we are now. Here we are now. So let's talk about getting on to the light cruiser. Um, yeah, uh, so she, you know, right before they get on, before this battle begins, Bo-Katan again making her claim on Gideon. He, he's mine, you know, and then she, you know, she says, I'm, she says, uh, you know, basically she's going to kill him. And Kara's like, nope, I want him alive. It's good intel. And then Bo says, that's fine as long as he surrenders to me. So she's again she's she's just making sure everybody makes clear that he's mine and i get that saber and i don't care well, what else that's happens. See, see that's the thing is she never says she wants the saber no but you can doesn't. tell but you can tell she has a a, a hidden agenda yes. with this whole thing because she keeps putting herself in that position to let everybody know well i want gideon well that's fine as long as gideon you know surrenders to me but doesn't say why it's important Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, she's she's hiding it from everyone. That's a good point. Mando knows what she wants, but every and I guess Bob, excuse me, Boba Fett knows what 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 she wants, but I guess everybody else doesn't. That's a good point, Brian. Well, I don't even think that I don't even think they really know what she wants or why she wants it because um, uh, Moff Gideon tells him why she wants why he wants why she wants it and why it's important because before he has something that belonged to me, it can uh, cut through anything. Right, yeah. so they don't even know what it is. You're right. You're right. You know what? You're right. I think you're right. I think that even uh, even Din doesn't know what's going on. You're yeah, right. Be, it's a good point. Because because I think I think the way what she thinks is, as soon as she tells somebody, they're gonna want to take it for themselves. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right? That that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. I I I'm, I think I'm making the assumption that's that at least Din Din Jaren knows, but you're right. He probably does not know. At yeah, because all. remember, because he, he when he when he goes in the thing, he goes, he goes, he goes mesmerizing, isn't it? And he goes, where where are we going with this? What is? Well, this is what Bokatan wants, and I know you're with Bokatan, and blah blah blah. And he's like, dude, shut up! I just want the kid. But keep the saber. <laughs> keep the saber. Exactly. Yeah. All right, we'll get we'll talk about that as we we move forward there. Um, One thing I do want to ask. Um, so this plan that they start devising. I think it, don't at one point they actually say, oh, while they're busy chasing Mando is when we, uh, you know, we'll go in and sneak it, you know, sneak attack Gideon or whatever. It no, it was the way around. Like that. No, it was the other way around. She said, we'll be the, we'll be the distraction while we're distracting. You slide into the shadows and yeah. get the child. Yeah. She, okay. She does build it as they're the distraction. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh. I thought it was cool to use Slave One as the fake chase of the shuttle, and then I love the crash. I love how we see the the shuttle bay on this 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 light cruiser. I didn't even know there was a shuttle bay in between the the damn I, the pointing. I've got to bring this up. Yeah. That that seemed like a very dangerous takeoff design. I'm just gonna say Correct. that. <laughs> Correct. Like that was like, a very I, bad design. Like what do you what do you do? Shoot tie wings at your asshole? Yeah, but that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as you're taking off, it's such a narrow trench to get out. It's like, it is. hey, we're out of the docking bay, and it was like, if you make a sudden turn, like you're you've already like well, destroyed everything. And it, it, 
it's very impractical. Well, and then, yeah. you, then you see later that there that it, it also has one underneath, like all the other star, the bigger star destroyers do. So yeah, it's we like, just fall at the bottom. Yeah, use so those. Use that instead of trying to launch through this real narrow pathway. But it was still yes. cool and very cool for dramatic effect because I'd never seen it. I was like, oh, okay, I've I've never seen this before. This well, is yeah, I mean, for for something that they've just created, it was pretty it was pretty badass. And also, was this the first? Is this the first? Um, new new empire that we've seen, like the ship, the internal parts of the ship. Um, this would be. I mean, they've shown parts of this, we've this, seen, this we've cruiser seen the before, huh? Right, but we've never seen the in, inside of the cruiser. No, no, we've never right? seen the inside of the cruiser in Rebels or anything like that. No. So this is so this is the first part of the new Rep the uh, what is it not the new republic it wouldn't i wouldn't consider it first order though i just think first it's, order that's what i'm saying I Are was, you sure this is the first order yeah i'm sure i would definitely consider this still empire um because they uh, do this ship first order first order the beta version yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what i'm saying like the transition no not yet because this this cruiser <clears throat> um does show up in rebels way back in rebels so it, it we just never seen the inside of one before so. okay so, but yeah, I, so I would say this is still uh, what's left surplus empire, if you will. Um, okay, I got you. At this point. So, um, but yeah, I really like this, that the, the whole chase scene. And then I love, loved how the, the crash landing on to this <laughs> crazy little docking, docking port or whatever you want to call it, docking bay. <laughs> uh, it was just badass, I thought. Um, yeah, I agree. So, um, it looked neat, but the, the design was like the exhaust port. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like like ma magically, it's tall enough to fit the wings of this thing when it's folded up. Right, right. So, but yeah, it, it's just like wow, it was just cool. Um, all right, so let's move on to what I like to call the fearsome four. Um, these four, and I I I, 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 it was badass the way they were just blasting and fighting their way through the ship. Um, you know the bridge over the the cargo that that rear cargo bay we were just talking about entrance that was awesome how they flew away flew back in um i thought that was something when i first saw that i was like damn that is something we've seen like animated but we've never seen anything like that in live action before you know where you see the mandos take off and then come back in and and um just do all this crazy stuff and you know it took me forever to figure out i'd watched i watched this episode four times and because of everything that's in it and i watched I, it all day <laughs> did, did you really okay. yes i did and i gotta it it took me till the third viewing to realize that these were all women like i had no idea it just it, it really? didn't even enter my mind not once. first time so, yeah no it's like i had that the first time i did not pick up on it at all and i thought that was really good writing i thought because if i'm not picking up on that then i'm really invested into the the story and what's going on and the greater story which I think that shows you the best way to, if you're going to build strong female characters, that's the best way to do it, to, to put it in a way, because we've seen in so many other movies, it's like they're almost like pointing to them going like, here they are, and, and it's great to see them that way and everything, but they're 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 like giving it to them on a silver platter here. I didn't pick up on game. that at all. <laughs> you know, here that's part of the story, it, there's a reason behind it, it's it's legit, you know, it's not just there to to win points which, I guess which, which was I thought was actually kind of interesting like I didn't I didn't pick up on they were going to make an entire women's group out of it yeah. um, I did you know obviously I noticed it right yeah. off the bat but when they were back on what planet are we calling it I'm going to call it a thaw okay. um, 
the the third the third true the third Mandalorian that was with him was a guy. Yes. Um, but he's not. He wasn't there on Lethal. No, he was not. And that that's one. why I was like, I was like, what happened to the third? What happened to the what happened to the third one? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was you know I I saw it, the writing on the, the writing was on the wall the entire time. You've had these impressive um, women characters mm -hmm. the entire the entire the entire second season. Yeah, I, I knew yeah. they were going to come together eventually. Yeah, but it was the first time for me that I didn't realize it though. I just I just went along with the story. And then I watched it third time through, and I went, "Oh wait a minute, that's Kara, that's you know Bo-Katan, that's Casca, and that's uh, uh, Fennec Shan." And I'm like, "Holy crap!" You know, that's that's like a, a fearsome foursome of women, and I was so invested in the story that it didn't matter. I, you know, it, it was I was more about the story than I was that the fact that they were women, and it, it, you know, and, and to me that just I don't know. From my point of view, if you guys picked up on it, that's great. But um, the first well, yeah, time, it definitely but... it definitely didn't feel like a lot of the stuff that's been coming from Hollywood with the shove it down your throat. Hey, this is a female led. Well, not even even if it, female even... female led thread. It was more of a like you said. This is the story. This is how we're telling it. Yes. You know, it, it is, is built more of a around the story than it is an extra aspect. Now, if it, they had, if they'd gone and said, you know, one of these is a L LGBTQ or whatever. Yeah. That would have been extra thrown in, but the fact that it was just a woman getting thrown in, yeah. you're like, this is this is awesome, you know this this feels like what it needs to be to have, you know, like for your daughters or whoever to have, you know, somebody to cheer on and be like, yes, you know, well, who are you? I'm Bogotan from Mandalorian. Blah, blah, blah. They chase each other in the house. You know what I mean? Right. To me, it was. I guess I, I I did a lot of comparison between this foursome and the big group that they put together at the end of Avengers. Yep, and Endgame. And yeah, and Endgame. That to me, at the end of Endgame, oh, while while cool and neat and fun to watch, it was still it was kind of like, here they are, here here's the platter, here it comes, here's here's their moment. Where this this was so involved in the story that it was just naturally it naturally flew a flow. That I guess that's yep. my point is yeah. it naturally flew and that to me is you know I, I i like each and every last one of these characters i they're all incredibly badass they're all incredibly threatening they're they each have you know leadership qualities and all these things and they're developing them through the season oh. and through the time and there's no like i said there's no like here's the silver platter and you know here it is here's we're, we're here to make a point it was just it was it was awesome. I thought I when I put some thought into it, I was like, "Damn, they really did a good job of hiding that." At least for me, anyway. I don't know. So that was just my take on it. Johnny, what'd you think? I mean, I picked up on the first time, and then not only that. Uh, I think we might have lost Johnny to the. You still there, John? It's it's great. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm there. I mean. Okay. Apparently, I got lost somehow. Yeah, you froze up Hello? there, buddy. Yep. Hold on. Is it still there? Yeah, I can hear you're, you. You're still there. You were just. Hey, you were. Bullenbrink keeps freezing. You were flickering for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, it's more than just like you had like four women there with them. It's like you had uh, an Asian woman. You had a black woman there. Oh, I mean, it's there's some good representation there. It's. And it's amazingly done. You know, it fit naturally. It didn't feel like it was calling attention to itself or it was forced. It was just a natural part of the story, which is a good way to integrate everything. Absolutely. But, you know. Yeah. And um, I also I'm thought... Worried, I'm worried I'm going to get frozen out again. Uh, yeah, you're kind of... 
in and out a little bit. Um, I also think they could end up, and I don't want to put everybody in this show, but you know, here's another another chance for them to take a few of these characters and throw them into uh, the uh, Rangers of the New Republic. You know, they could take one or two, or if not all four, maybe I don't know. So that would be interesting. So, I don't think that would happen. I don't think so either, because I think Fennec Shan is with Bobo, but yep, and I think that that Bo-Katan and Casca are on their own thing with the Mandalorian right now, or yep. will be. But nevertheless, they, they set them up where you could easily you could. It's good to hope, Brian. It's good to hope. It's good to hope, and they could have this someday. They could anyway. So. Okay, so let's move on to what I thought was a badass fight, and that was um, Mando versus the uh, Dark Troopers. And um, let me switch it over here. And the most horrifying thing about the Dark Troopers, I thought, was this picture here, and that is the Dark Trooper just slamming his fist into. And I know it's a little dark on my screen for some reason, um, but very dark. I'm hoping it's going to come across better on the video than it does. We'll find out. Anyway, it's the fist. This is, I'll switch back. But this is where he's got his fist and he's just drilling it into his helmet. I mean, just not once, twice, three, four times. I mean, I thought he was going to crush him the first time. Um, which I just, I, was, I don't know. What do you guys think? Actually, Gabby, what do you think about that? Do you think his helmet was going to get caved in? Um, Not really. Because if it did, then that would probably change the storyline of what I had in mind when I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not Game of Thrones. They're not going to do that to Pedro. They're not going awesome. to do, do it to him twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to drill in his eye. Yeah. You don't. You haven't seen any of that. And you, you won't see any of that for quite a while. Hopefully. Um, Brian, what do you think Spoiler, about? Sorry. I mean, I felt like every punch, like every punch they punched him, he kept getting drilled back further and further and further into the wall. It seemed like like his head just... Oh, you know, he did. Until he busted through that pipe. Yeah. And then, and then it kind of it kind of caught the Dark Trooper off guard. Then he used his flamethrower to, you know, kind of flame the insides there. But I thought it was I thought it was cool. It was it was cool to see that it was, um, you know, it's him against his 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 natural enemy, the droid. Yes. You know, it was it was kind of cool to see that aspect, and then it was the other thing was, um, you know, he he's still better than them. This one was just a little more prepared than you know the other ones were. Right, yeah, right. And uh, the other thing was is uh, the Beskar. Like they continue to make Beskar like huge now. Like um, it's uh, it, it's it's almost like it's it's uh, what 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 antimat antima- uh, Help me out, Adam. Ant- Antimanium, yeah. Ad- adamantium. Adamantium, thank you. You know, it, it's making it into the super steel in Star Wars. That, like, we've never really, dis, you know, uh, gone into depth on it, but I think they're making it such a big deal now in the series that I think that even future Star Wars writers are going to have to remember that in order to keep that continuity through other series, I think. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, it is, giving, it is giving a way out that uh, you know, lightsabers aren't the end all, the the be all end all. Yeah, it's give it's it's giving that 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 out to say like, you know, come down the line and there's some kind of battle, and there's like, how is this guy getting away from this Jedi? And he you know he throws his arm up and blocks. So you're like, how did you do that? And he's like, I had my arm replaced with uh, 
you know, with with Beskar, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they'll have something like that, and they get thrown in there, and be like, okay, that's how they in there, and then he gets away. Right. But you know that that'll be the how how the hell they do that with a. It'll be those one-off moments where it's like we wrote ourselves into a corner. How are we going to get out of it? Well, and I think they're going to have to remember how how strong it is too. So if they decide to write a Mandalorian, a random Mandalorian character, and they're going to have to figure out. You know, if he if he just randomly dies in the background or something, they're gonna have to make it, you know, like a weak part in the armor. <laughs> you know, because not not just stormtrooper armor that's made out of like you know polystyrene, <laughs> right? Yeah, or, or made out of uh, anymore. I think the stormtrooper is made out of uh, styrofoam anymore, but <laughs> yeah, it serves no purpose whatsoever. Peanut brittle. <laughs> <laughs> What and, it, and it's it's not every Mandalorian that has Beskar armor, right? It's just him. Uh, they all have some form of it. They have different alloy, now, do they, alloy, alloy I, mixes. I, do they though? Because I thought they got rid of it when they had that machine on Rebels, that it used it used the Beskar against them, so they all changed their. Oh, they didn't change anything. She changed the machine to go after stormtrooper armor instead of Mandalorian armor in that episode. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that's 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 why I was thinking. I thought they all changed their armor so it was more of uh so it wouldn't be an issue. Oh, no, no, they that's okay. uh, yeah, it's too big of the cultural thing for them. That's one of the reasons. I'm... Well, that's why I was wondering because they said he melted down all the Beskar. Yeah. That's why that's why I was wondering. Yeah, that's why the the armor was also taking such care. Now it makes more sense why she was even when everybody got a massacred back in season one while she was melting everything back down you know yep so um and then i love the rest of the fight too i loved how he put the fire inside the droid that was badass and he ended up melting the neck armor which is how he killed him with the spear but just to see that this machine is still kicking his ass while it's on fire on the inside of it um uh, was kind of terminator 2-ish that was a terminator moment <laughs> yeah very yeah. very very much a terminator moment like yeah what, 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 I, what i pictured terminator. was uh what i pictured on that scene was like when he when he when he threw him to the ground like right after he caught him on fire yeah right he threw him to the ground i pictured the droid going out damn it <laughs> <laughs> you know just something like like ow quit ow, it you know ow, one of those <laughs> things like that didn't really hurt him that much but it was one of those annoying things right drop an f-bomb or something yeah <laughs> That's a good part. So, but yeah, I thought they choreographed that whole fight was pretty, pretty badass, honestly. So, and how... yeah, I like the, I like the fact that they, he got up there to release him right at the right, right at the last second. Yeah. Um, that he tried to do it while they were fighting and he couldn't get up to hit the handle. That was pretty good. Yeah, and threw them all out in the space. You know, you know, any any fight where you actually feel the gravity of the punch is a is a well well. Uh oh. Uh, oh, John, you there? He's there. Yeah, I'm here. Uh-oh. Uh, I just, just I've a really bad delay. Yeah, yeah. Do I need to hang up and call again? or? Yeah, why don't you leave the call and come back real quick, see if that doesn't fix it. That, that fixed it for Brian last time. And Brian switched over real quick. <laughs> Technical difficulties, folks. you got to love Skype. There he is. Okay, try saying something, Johnny. Hello again? Hello again? Okay. Any, any better now? There's a little bit of a delay, but we can at least hear you. So I'll, I'll take that over what we were... Because oh, bef before we were getting the the uh, drive through speaker, so... <laughs> Wonderful. And I even had like, this mic setting and everything for that. 
<laughs> All right. So let's move on to uh, Mando versus Gideon. Um, this was, and again, this is where, like Brian was talking about, this was like the big, uh, the big reveal. And I, I didn't even realize it, uh, Brian, you did. So, um, you know, that he was given a history lesson to, to Mando as to why, uh, you know, Bo-Katan is, is really here. And uh, he has nothing to do with the child necessarily. It has everything to do with this blade that I'm holding. Um, well, it's fun. This, well, this, actually, this is their history lesson for everybody, Brian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, like it's because like, everybody didn't know about like what it was unless they did research on it, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. So this would be a <laughs> first time, maybe a full explanation by for for non for your for your casual fans. watcher, your yeah. casual like watcher, me. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so John, just, yeah, this this would have been their first uh, this would have been their first go at it of knowing um, what the dark saber was and why it was important to history. Like up to this point, we just saw um, a black a black sword with a white outline. Yeah, exactly. That like, could cut through the hull of a Tie Fighter. And that's that's a that's a good point because you know I, I because I know all this stuff and because I'm always doing the the crazy board stuff that you know I, I, I often forget that there are people out there that have not seen Rebels and or Clone Wars so um, so was it a good explanation to you John because you you've never you haven't seen yes it. yes it was it's it's to me this is exactly how exposition should be done in which it's it was done through character it was done through him trying to play his hand as a card and and, and to me this is why i i'm hesitant to get in way into extended universe stuff with any franchise actually because you know in the end to me it's all about how well is the story told and how good are the characters portrayed and if i need like a, a cliff's notes just to understand what's going on then it's to me it's not good storytelling but this the way this scene was done and i think the way the entire history up for these two seasons thus far have been this has been exactly the way to incorporate extended universes if anything this should become like you know a playbook for every every like you know franchise in the future hmm. i yeah wow that that's a great point um, you know it's funny john to go with that i almost felt like like there should have been like a pop-up at this point like on the, like on the screen, like a pop up in there that says, "If you want to know more about this, watch Rebels," and like that it <laughs> yeah. just goes away. You know what I mean? Like that would have been a little that would have been a little too insulting to the audience. Like that. No, but you know, but you know what I mean. That's what it kind of felt like. It was like more of one of those like, like we've told you what we what you need to know. If you want to know more, check you know here check the next box. Kind of like they do on um, like they do on YouTube where it's like. To see more about it in this video here. <laughs> well, they, they they tried something like that with this movie called Devil Inside, and it ended up like really making all the the people who went to see it angry. Oh yeah, I I, no, I don't want them to do that. I just felt like that's what that could have happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> Brian's uh, Star Wars pop up videos. <laughs> yeah, lesser hands it could. In lesser hands it could. <laughs> all right. Okay, so um, it was another good fight overall. Um, oh, he did bring up the blood. I forgot to bring that up. So yeah, so he yeah. he brings up the whole his blood is going to bring about to bring order back to the galaxy, which you know they could use this point in future episodes to continue to explain how the Empire brought Palpatine back. You know, because we didn't get anything hardly in Rise of Skywalker. Well, this is how you know, we get Snoke. 
Yeah, it could be because we've already they've teased Snoke pretty hard uh, this season. So yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. So this is this is that's why that's why I felt like this ship was the New Order kind of uh, like the start. Yes, mm. I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, well, otherwise it was another another good fight. Uh, you know, I, I liked how the this time they showed the Beskar really kind of heating up because it, it was exposed to the lightsaber longer. So you mm-hmm. kind of got that red hot kind of look to it, yep. um, which I thought was a cool little effect they had at this time. Um, well, because we know Beskar can be forged because we saw it like forged into armor. So it, there's got to be some melting point for it. Well, yeah, right. there has to be. It's just apparently a lightsaber, I guess you would think would. but <laughs> well, the, well, it looks like the Darksaber, if given the opportunity, could melt Beskar. It just takes a while. It takes a long time, yeah. And... Um, and then uh, it seemed like Gideon, and Gideon was more than happy that Mando left him alive, which, of course, we find out later, because he springs it on everybody. And uh, we'll go right into that now. The, the Dark Saber <laughs> cannot be given, and this is a point of conten- uh, contention. No, I don't... And I, and, <laughs> going back to Rebels. I know. And so here's, here's what I think. I think that it can be given once. Yep. But you have to get you have to earn it the second time. So if you lose it, be, yes, because the only reason why I say that is because he, she cannot wield it again, is what he said. Okay. Like he made it a point to say again. Okay. So that's the only thing I think of because Sabine handed it to her and she took it and then wrote, you know. Right. So that's the only thing I think of is that she can't be given it again, and she knows that. Okay, so maybe that's the loophole. And I th- I think they need to come out and and say that though because there's going to be a lot of us, including me, going. Yeah, now wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, like like yeah. if you go back and listen listen to it again, wait his explanation when he's laying there on the floor or whatever. Yeah, he says, "Are you gonna kill? Go ahead and kill him now because, you know, you she can't be she can't be gifted it again or whatever he says." Right. Um. Yeah. It. It. it then that. I got. That, that well, would make sense. Gotta love Mando's response there. I, I, I gotta admit, I, I got a kick out of Mando's response there when he's like, "Oh, well," she's like, "It, it cannot be given again." Or, but, but before that, and he's like, "Well, she has to take it to him in combat." He's like, "I yield." Here, you yeah, yeah, exactly. Go. Yes. Yeah. And 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 that I think that leads into a, the bigger point is all of this is going to season three, um, just like he stumbled into into Grogu and protecting and how that evolved into protecting him and bringing him to his own kind. He has now stumbled again, right into the middle of this whole Mandalorian war for Mandalore and succession of Mandalore. He's now the now the chosen one to lead the the rebellion or whatever you want to call it. Whoever is ruling Mandalore right now, which I'm assuming is a remnant of the Empire, the way Bo is talking. Anyway, again, you know that he's going to be the the leader, and then and then you know eventually he'll become the actual leader of Mandalore and. and Din has just, you know, once again, he's stumbled into something he knows nothing about, has no idea about, doesn't really understand it, but yet it has fallen. This is going to, once again, this new responsibility has now fallen on his shoulders, just like it did with Grogu. Uh, what do you guys right, well, here's, you know. here's, here's Here's my only thing with that, Brian, is that the, the, the whole reason why this doesn't work for me is that there's five, there's five people in that room. Mm hmm. If they, if they kill if they kill Moff Gideon, yep. Right, 
Mm-hmm. There's five people in that room. Mandalorian doesn't care. Right. You, you know that what's McCall is going with Boba Fett, and she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So that really only leaves uh, uh, what's McCall. She she's she's a she's a um, a ranger. She doesn't care about Mandalore. No, but she wants so, him alive. Carol right, right. Wants but that alive. just but that but that just leaves that would just leave uh, Bogotan and her and her right handed person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. For this whole story to take place, yes, and you know to make sense, and she could just say that she got it from Moff Gideon. She yeah. killed; he died in battle. Blah blah blah. And I would agree with you that that would be that easy. But I think that that Kara wants him alive because Kara has to. Oh well, yeah, because she's doing the whole rebel yeah. thing, saying right. you know she's right. he was a uh, ISB agent and he knows a lot of stuff and exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I I really think that yeah that. The, the Kara, because Kara wants him alive is the only reason that that this whole storyline now is going to move forward where Bo-Katan now has to back Din Djarin or fight him. That, that's her only only choice and I think she thinks pretty and knows that she can't beat him um, on one-on-one anyway and I think she's going to push Din to accept the responsibility of leading a, a revolt to or a freedom campaign for for Mandalore, and then eventually try to become the ruler of Mandalore. Um, you know, I I think that's what season three is going to be all about. Like I said, he's he's stumbled just like he stumbled into to Grogu and, and and everything that happened with him. So will he's done it again. You know, he's he's in the thick of another mess that he and he knows nothing about it. I mean, he's all he knows about being a and man, he, and know. he doesn't care. Right, he does it. And he's, uh, you know, he's the reluctant hero. He's the reluctant hero here yet again here, um, you know. And that uh, I don't know. So there's there's all these you know attributes that are come right back into play for season three. And I really don't think, and and I could be wrong, but I don't think you're going to see Grogu in season three. I think it's going to be uh, Grogu. He might come back at the end of season three as a Padawan trained, but. I think for the rest of the season, while they're dealing with Mandalore in season three, you're not going to see Grogu at least until the end of season three, if not season four. What do you guys think? Oh, I agree. I agree. I I, I don't. I think the, the Grogu part, like this, this was his, this was his arc. Yes. And and they didn't realize. I don't think they realized what they had until after it started mm-hmm. with the whole Baby Yoda thing. Yes. Like I don't, I don't think I, I don't, I don't think they realized that it was going to be, he this was going to be this, this big of a character. They knew he was going to be like, you know, always going to be a cute character. People were going to like him. But I don't think it was going to be so big that, yeah, you know, you're going to have entire lines of toys, mm-hmm. just like flying off the shelf. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's, and I think they may try to write him back in on season three, no. but I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see it until definitely the second half, if not the last. One or two episodes. I'd say the season finale. I I will go. I, any earlier than that, I think would be a discredit to to. Uh, but it also depends, Brian, on how long there is between seasons. There could be a time jump. That 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 that's that's possible um, because this is definitely the end of one arc and the beginning of another. Um, so we'll find out. You know, if they pick right back up where they left off, or does you know? And we'll talk a little bit more about books here. At, when we get to the end of the, the podcast but does one series stop for a while while another series picks up 
when they want you know is it is it one of those kind of deals or do they want do they run at the same time you know there's a lot of questions there um about how that's all going to work out uh, i don't know and then my answer is i don't know i don't know what do you think john well, uh, two things. I don't think Disney jumps into anything without thinking they're going to have a toy line in their franchise. And uh, two, I think they're, we can't really speculate until we, after we talk about the next scene okay. or the next sequence. No, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, that, that, that's more than fair. So let's 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 jump into the next uh, the next big sequence, which, of course, is, is where I, I lost my my damn mind. Um, and and I, I'll I'll be the first to to say I lost my damn mind um, openly and freely uh, because uh, this happened um, yeah so you know as soon as they were doing the build up to, to all this in fact I'm going to switch back to Maine for a minute as soon as they were doing the build up to all this and, and you saw the, the trooper pounding on the door I was actually saying to myself where's the light here comes the lightsaber you know here comes here comes the Jedi whoever it's going to be whether it's Luke Mace Windu Whoever it's going to be, this is where he comes in. This is this is the the saving saving moment. And I kept saying to myself, "Lightsaber, where's the lightsaber? Where's the lightsaber?" And sure enough, as you know, we went through um, all of this. Then all of a sudden, the X-wing came in. And when the X-wing came in, I lost my mind. I was like, "Shit! All right, okay, here we go." I wish they hadn't shown us the X-wing. To be honest with you, though, I it, it, I really like I really like Kara Dude's her response. She goes. Just one, one X-wing, X-wing. <laughs> great, great, we're saved. Yeah, we're saved. One X-wing, yay! But you know, we we knew. I mean, I knew right away. I was like, oh shit, we're yep. gonna get it. Yeah, and, and, and church, yep. and they they did, they gave it to us. They gave us, they gave us the. A lot of people are calling it his hall. It's it's Luke's hallway scene. It's it's very reminiscent yep. of of Rogue One and Vader and that hallway scene. And and it's 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 his moment. This is. This is giving the fans what they want and what they wanted. This is this is what they wanted to see. This some version of this is what they wanted to see in in Last Jedi. So this is I I, I've, I don't know. Um, Brian, run with it for a minute. Well, yeah, so, so like to go with what you're talking about, like as far as this is what fans wanted to see. This is what fans wanted to see, but they wanted to see it versus Kylo Ren. Yeah, like this is this is what they wanted to see in that first part of that trilogy come back, where they wanted to see Kylo Ren face off against Luke, you know how badass is Luke and blah 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 and this and that, mm. and they they wanted to see the scene, and and then they said you know if Vader was this powerful, can you imagine how how Luke would be when he had all his his Jedi ability, you know how would he have done? So it was funny if when you're comparing the two, like you have them on the screen together, when you're comparing the two, yeah. And you have Vader being the red, and, you know, obviously you, you ignite the green with the, with Luke yep. and his saber. Exactly. Um, ignite the green. Vader was killing men, and and he was killing droids. Yes. So he wasn't he wasn't actually killing anyone, which I thought was kind of was kind of unique. There was no stormtroopers. Right. It was it was dark troopers. So it wasn't he wasn't killing anyone. So there was no death really in his scene as there was with Vader. And and I really think that's why they retconned the dark trooper too to go from a. Uh, you know, from a, a, a droid to an Iron Man, but rather yep. the, the other way around, so that this scene could happen, obviously, and, yep. and that there's, you know, that a Jedi would have no no issue slicing and dicing a droid, you know, 
Right. Of course, then, again, he didn't have any problems, like, slicing and dicing everybody on the skips in Return of the Jedi, either. Well, no, he didn't. You're right. Um, but to be fair, they were attacking him, too. But you're right. Now, I'll give you that. Um, you can also make the argument, counter-argument on that one, that he's, at that time, he is still vulnerable to the dark side. A, a lot of people would, would argue that Luke Skywalker, all the way until the end of Return of the Jedi, is succumbing to the dark side. Um, oh, yeah, because the first time we see him, he forced chokes to things. The guards, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, so, but, you know, so, yeah, it, this is this is giving the fans what they want, and it's giving it in a way that isn't it's 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 not a silver platter and it is a silver platter at least it's a silver platter within the story and it makes sense um i don't know what do you think you know what john what do you think actually i'll be honest i actually like that entire sequence better than i liked uh, the vader sequence in rogue one mm, okay like, just just simply because I mean, the second I saw, like, the cloak, and when I saw the, the handle of the lightsaber, I knew exactly who it was. The second it went green, it confirmed it as well. But just the this the way it went through, he went through. Uh-oh. I don't know. Damn. Way that, you know. Damn, you scared. It was just, it was a way to, like, get... Okay, sorry, Johnny. Is it, am I still freezing up there? Yeah, pretty bad. Am I bad. still freezing? Up? Very, oh, damn it! I know. Again. Um, if I if I get the gist of what you were saying is is that uh, he I guess he's gonna jump out and jump back in. That's fine. Um, hopefully we can get him back. But I think what he was was trying to say is that you know how much he liked the sequence so much better than than Rogue One's Vader and it probably because it felt a little bit more natural you know uh, Vader was a little bit kind of pushed at the end go ahead Johnny go ahead hello uh, no it's just I like the build up I like the way it was done I like that it was you know something we didn't you know we some of us that are fans knew who it was and the way that it was just built to him getting to the bridge was it was heroic. It was Luke's heroic moment that we wanted, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and so. parts of this were were so much like the, and it was funny how they did it. And, and I know he's just slicing through droids and stuff, but especially this last scene here where he he crushes, he he he, he force com, trash compacts the droid is so Vader. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it it just and he's even using the robotic you know hand to do it with, and it was just like flashback to the vader almost i was like damn you know he's uh like father like son there and that, that was just like the icing on the the cake the i don't know what just watching him just use the force like you know to crush this thing like a damn can you know and it, it was just like that's that's the power that i wanted to see that's and I, what I and i think that's what i like i think that's what i liked about this more than i liked about the the hallway scene in rogue one because with vader it, it was like a less is more kind of thing that made him more terrifying but the more like Vader was just like confined to the hallway mm -hmm. and it just it seemed like it was just another soldier there to me like with this though it's it felt like he was you still felt like there was more he could have done against the you know the dark oh. troopers and we had a build up of the troopers so it was just a perfect way to showcase not only his strength and his heroism 
but just still leave a little bit more mystery to the force that there was still more power that he was keeping hidden and I and I like that. Yeah, you could tell he there was no problem for him. He, I mean, it was literally no challenge whatsoever. Um <laughs> uh, he yeah, just, I think that's why I liked it more. Yeah, he just cut through him like butter and uh it was it was fantastic and of course the the 12 year old in me is shouting the 12 year you know the six year old the me that that that's that uh, watched return of the jedi and, and and stood up and yelled go get him luke and my father had to strap me back into my chair and put his hand over my my uh my uh my lips over my my my, my mouth to, to to calm me down that, that 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 part of me was going absolutely crazy um and it was just uh it was just a really great moment and uh I can't thank Dave Filoni enough and John Favreau and everybody in that crew for finally giving me that moment that, that, that I, that I needed. And, um, and it was just, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. So, um, Brian, anything else you want to add? No. Okay. No, I, think I enjoyed we, it all. I think we've said it all. Do you have something you want to add? Kiddo? Yes. Go I've ahead. been sitting here waiting. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're, we have I'm, a fourth person. Yes. I apologize. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so when I saw Luke coming down for the first couple of seconds, I was like, "Okay, that's Luke." And then I looked at the green lightsaber. I was like, "Wait, that could also be Ezra." Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Ezra Bridger has a green lightsaber. Yes. But Sabine has that lightsaber. She does. Yep. He gave it to oh. her right before he left. But it's a good. He thought, did. Though. Yep. I don't remember that. Yeah, he did. But you know what? That 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 is a good thought though about having the green lightsaber because they both have them. Wait, so. hold on. Are we get Are we talking about? So, did we talk about the part where she thinks we go do yet? No, we're getting there. Oh, now. okay. So, all right. Um, the only thing about the whole scene with with Luke though that I will say that I didn't didn't care for, and it was the music uh, while he was fighting the droids. We got the music when he takes the cloak off. But the music that they played while he was taking the droids down just felt underwhelming, if that makes any sense. Well, it wasn't meant to be the John Williams music yet. Like, we don't get the full payoff of it until he takes the hood off for that reason, you know? Right. I know, but I just felt like the fight music itself was dull. Um, but other than that, I mean, other than that, I was in Cloud9. But that that's my only criticism. Um, I don't know. Brian, what did you think of the music? Did you think the music during the fight scene was good or no? Oh, sorry, B. I didn't know you were offline, dude. No, yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, there's a, uh, there is a uh, yes. Where are we at? <laughs> so music during the fight. I thought it was underwhelming. Like when he was cutting down the droids, we got the payoff when he takes the cloak off, but we didn't get any. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I really thought we would have gotten like loose loose theme. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I disagree. There was. Okay. You know, there was there was a. Uh, there was a spot where, you know, right at the end there, we walked in. Are we, are we to the part where he walked in to get Grogu? No, but we're still talking about the hallway. But, you know, during that, that whole taking down of the droids, I said the one thing that I that, that kept me from saying it was absolutely perfect was the, the music that they were playing while he was cutting them down was yeah underwhelming to me. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I didn't have any problem with the whole, with the whole, the whole scene or anything like that. Um... I did have an issue with the fact that the uh, the the this imperial ship had 1960s camera. 
So it was black <laughs> yeah. and white. Yeah, they kept going to the black and white. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want to like, see the like, green going? Nuts yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what are we, what are we doing here? This is kind of weird. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, the music probably could have been a little more upbeat. You know, like 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 heroic. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, maybe maybe heroic, kind I, of. It felt too. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't well, a Jedi. Music, well, here's the thing, Ludwig Göransson, like throughout the whole. Uh, we lost him again. That Skype's connection sucks today. I tell you what. Uh, yes, it does. No, it's, it's not that. It's just, it's a different thing. It's it's supposed to have a Western feel to it, and that's where what we get. We get the themes when we get them, but as from from every story I've read about other composers, first off, you never want to tell a composer to do exactly what another composer did, uh, or let alone another artist to do exactly what another artist does. I mean, he gives the themes exactly when we need them, and you know, it's just it was a nice build and a rise. I mean, that's the thing is it felt organic and it didn't feel hammered in. Like there's plenty of movies I've seen like, you know, hell, there are times in Avatar I felt the music was just for as big and overwhelming as Avatar was, there are moments the music felt way more overwhelming than it should have. Hmm. Okay. That's fair. Um, I mean I I don't know, just to me. I I am really big on Star Wars music and we did he, they did give us the payoff though they did when he took the cloak off we got the he got the force theme finally um i just i don't know for battle i'd either had rather had no music at all or at least gone with something a little bit more upbeat that that's just me um but i also agree with you brian i didn't really care for the the switching to the 1960s monitors when especially when you <laughs> want to see the light you want to see him go nuts with the lightsaber yeah, you know, at least at least give us color monitors for that, you know. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Maybe it enhanced it too in the long run. I have no idea. But uh, so let's bring up one other, one point that the internet's going nuts about is in there. Um, um, it, it's this: is people are thinking ahead, right? So the fact that he does go to uh, to Luke Skywalker, Grogu does, and. Um, the, the question obviously becomes does he die at Ben and Luke Ben? So I'm not alone. Is, is he going to die at Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren's hand at some point in the future? Um, I will give you my take, but what do you guys think first? John, you want to go first? Or do you go first? Um, I don't know. I don't want to. Okay. Doesn't want to speculate. Okay, that's fair. All right, Gabby. Again. No, oh, sorry, John. He's Skype. Damn I, Skype. I think I, fro I think I froze up again. Damn it. You did. Um, I mean, I don't want to speculate. I, I don't want to think that he's going to be like he's in part of that you know slaughter group there. Um, no, I just uh, I like it because it uh, you know he was torn between two homes. You know where he needs to go to thrive and where he's comfortable with a parental fate and that to me is why i thought like just those last five minutes of a child having to choose between two homes at the end was absolutely perfectly done like like i said at the beginning of all this 
those last five minutes there were the most emotional five minutes that the entire Disney Star Wars universe has had anywhere. I would agree with that. Brian, what do you think? Uh, yeah, so I, I I don't think he's going to be one of the ones that gets killed, the slaughter. Okay. Um, also, I think that, that the, uh, the, the moment you're talking about is also uh, 20 to 30 years away, right? Yeah. Or 20 years away. It's more like 12 to 15, but yeah. But, you know, it's far, it's far enough away that we have there'll be a gap there where they can reunite with Mando and maybe maybe at that point Grogu leaves with Mando. Yeah. Or, or you know, he goes on his own mission or whatever. Um, because it, it doesn't say that Luke never was able to fully train anybody. Yeah. It just says that the ones that were there, you know, the Knights of Ren did that. Um, I, I, wanted, I really wanted him to take off his... Uh, take off his cloak his cloak there and go I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm here to help I'm here to save you <laughs> aren't you a little short for a Jedi <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm your own, I, I, that, I'm, that, that, that's or, a little fan service there that, yeah, that, that's yeah. a little too Abrams I'm, I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm your only hope <laughs> that been funny you know um, but I did I did uh, I, I thought it was interesting it was an interesting choice that they actually went with Mark Hamill yes. and, and chose and chose to do the de aging, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. as a, as opposed to getting Sebastian Stan to just step in, right? Um, only because we've seen the we've seen the the what Sebastian Stan looks like with you know making him look like Luke Skywalker and it's almost dead on. Yeah, um, I did. Although I I will give it to him that the. Um, they did make, you know, a lot of his um, scarring that he got from the movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was brought into focus on this, so it was, it was. They did a lot of detail. Yep. Um, and it, and I don't know. I, I really, I really enjoyed the whole scene, except for like some of the really, really close-up stuff. And it was just like, yeah. unless he was, unless he was frozen, it was, it was hard. Like I, I don't know. I was, I was torn between the. Um, I would have much rather a lot of his, um, a lot of his speaking scenes to be from the back. Mm. Um, like when he was when they showed him front on and he wasn't moving, it looked really really close. But as soon as they started trying to move his face and everything, yeah, I think the CGI fell a little short. Um, and then to go to go along the lines with the whole like Grogu choosing him as opposed, I think it was I think it was kind of very very cool that you know Mando said. You know, go on. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Don't don't be don't be scared. Yeah. You know, this is this is you know this is what you're meant to do, and I promise I'll see you again. And then he took you know him taking the helmet off, and you getting that whole like interaction between the two of them, like seeing eye to eye for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean that was good. Like and I, the first couple of times I didn't even notice. You can really see the brown inside of uh, Grogu's eye. Mm-hmm. On that sec, like when you're going into the scene where normally you don't usually see, you usually just see black. Yeah, you really saw the brown, like part of the people of his eye it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you saw the. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think they both had the same eye color too. It's like they connected with uh, their eye yeah. color. Yeah, brown eyes. Uh, it's, and it's just and the fact that he reaches out just to touch his actual face. Yeah, that was yeah. the like killer. Just, it, yeah. 
moments like that. That yeah. that's what I wanted from seven, eight, and nine. I never got it. And yeah. that, oh god, those five minutes there were just so perfect. And, yeah, thing, and when when Grogu met R two D two, that was the that was the key. R two was, was the key. That, that was kind of cool. And he kind of R two did his little dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that that was that was kind of cool as well. That's R two is the key to why Grogu was put his defenses down. Man, and I thought that was awesome too to see that because of, who who doesn't love R two D two? I mean, come on, it's R two D two for God's sakes. But but yeah, to answer yeah, so we're about twelve to fifteen years before I think Luke even starts a a Jedi Academy. So there's plenty of time for him to train uh, Goku or Goku God Grogu. Goku. <laughs> Yeah, Grogu well, to cream. The Kame's house. Now you know the yeah, Kamehameha. Yeah, yeah. no Kamehameha's here. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so to train Grogu, there's plenty, plenty of time there. There's all kinds of time for for him. I, and honestly, since Grogu has already been trained as a youngling to start with, you've got you got Luke Skywalker who learned to become a Jedi. In he went from being a, a novice to, you know, at, at least you know being able to feel the force within a, a weekend's time with yoda um you know i think that kind of training his training is going to go pretty quick i think it's going to come back to him pretty quickly i think he's going to advance fairly quickly i wouldn't like i said i don't expect to see him in season three but yeah we could definitely see a more grown-up you know slightly bigger not totally bigger but slightly bigger padawan um grogu because let's Let's also remember that Yoda was uh, 100 years old when he became a Jedi Master, and Grogu is only 50. So, you know, there's, 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 you know, it won't take long because you know right now he's still a, basically a child or a baby, and he's going to go from a youngling, you know, to at least a Jedi Knight within that same next 50 years. So, um, yeah, so I think there's all kinds of time, but I don't think he. There could he get slaughtered? Yeah, absolutely. Is he going to get slaughtered? Probably not. Um, I think Dave, and I would, and I would also quote uh, Ahsoka in that because that character, everybody said, you know, she's going to die because she was in the Clone Wars, but she wasn't in any of the movies. So you know, everybody's like, oh, she's obviously going to die. Well, she didn't die. You know, he found a way. You know, he told a completely different story to make sure that you know that she did make it that she did survive right. you know yeah. and I, I i think dave is very um very personal when it comes to his own characters or that he creates and soka's one of them and i think grogu is another so uh he did it with he's doing it with john favreau exactly but still so um gabby i know this what? was your point of contention this was your point of contention Oh, I was distracted by the cat. What were we talking about? Yeah, John's cat. So that, that's why I did that. I made sure it gives extra internet clicks. So <laughs> your problem with the ending of this is is that you think Rogo is going to get killed by Kylo Ren. Yes. And that's why you didn't like this 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 episode, right? Yes. But for all so now that you've heard all three of us talk, what do you think? Do you think it? Do you think, do you have hope now at least? She's living in 2020. She knows life sucks right now. <laughs> Help me, somebody. You're my only hope. Help me, somebody. We're living in 2020. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So you know, there's all kinds of time before I, I think that'll that'll happen. Um, so. 
All right, so that brings us to the end of the actual series because as soon as he, he goes away with, with Luke, the as soon as they shut the, the elevator door on Grogu, then everything goes to black. Um, so, uh, and then we get a nice little cool end credit scene, which I thought was interesting. Um, in fact, um, it obviously deals with our everybody's other favorite character. Or just about. Oh, there's the timeline. We forgot to talk about the timeline, damn it. Well, we can go back yeah. to it, I guess. Hold on. All right. So, for those of you also, because we're talking about time here. So, this takes place at roughly about six to seven years after Return of the Jedi. So, Return of the Jedi, as you can see by the timeline, is here. Uh, Mandalorian is roughly right about here. Can okay. they see your mouse? Uh, no, they cannot actually. So if you look on the thanks for telling reminding me of that. So if you look on the graphic guys, you will see Return of the Jedi kind of off right below at the top you see Star Wars right below Wars. If you go straight down, you'll see Return of the Jedi. If you follow that little arrow, it'll show you where that takes place in the Star Wars timeline. Now go forward on that timeline just a little bit and down at the bottom, you'll find the Mandalorian and you see, there's not that much time between Return of the Jedi and where Mandalorian takes place. So it gives you some idea. And then you go from the Mandalorian to the Force Awakens. There's there's a ton of time, right? There's a there's there's a good 15, 20 years there, maybe. So there's all kinds of time between the Mandalorian and the Force Awakens. Because we know that Ben burns the temple probably maybe five years before The Force Awakens. So <coughs> there you go. So when you look at the timeline, you see there's all kinds of time there. So that gives you some idea. All right. So let's talk about the end credits scene, guys. <laughs> um, the Book of Boba Fett, if, if you will, was announced. It'll be next December. Uh, December 2021, they're going to release The Book of Boba Fett. Um so my first question I had when I watched this whole scene, which was cool by the way, but I've got a how did Bib Fortuna survive the, the sail barge? He was on the sail barge with, with Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi last time we saw him anyway. This is the guy that was sitting in the throne room. You remember him. He was Jabba's assistant. I'll just leave it at that. So how did he survive the sail barge? That's my first question. Because that thing went up, and I didn't see anybody get away but the but our, but Luke Skywalker, Han, Lando, Leia. Right the, from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, he got away. Okay. I mean, well, no, you know what I mean. Like, like we we saw we saw our our barge come in this direction, right. but we don't know what was going the other direction. Ah, uh, okay. So maybe don't Abrams this. This is not Rise of Skywalker. It's not Chewie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. but I am starting to think that explosions don't matter in the Star Wars universe. Like you could have the Emperor on Death Star two, while it gets incinerated. You got Bib Fortuna on the the sail barge that gets and nothing. You know, they just come out with like maybe a a bruise. Yeah. And, well, I, I don't know. Maybe he, yeah, maybe Brian's right. Maybe on the other side of the sail barge, there's another skiff or something that, that launches out last second. I don't know. Um, but that was my first question. <laughs> and then my second question is, if Boba just killed Bib Fortuna, and he's now sitting in Jabba's palace on the throne, does that make Boba Fett a crime lord? 
or is he is he there for justice and he's just going to use Jabba's old palace as his base of operations? What do you think, Bay? So I'm 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 torn with you, man. The uh, I, I want to say the way he the way he talked and he talked about you know stepping in for the for the for the wretched and a second chance and blah blah blah. Yeah. I, I want to say that he's going to be there to be like a a safe haven for people, but he's also going to be like a judge kind of thing. Okay. Um, like like he's going to be like a I don't know, like 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 a like a hanging judge or something like they had in kinda, the Wild West kind of. Yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? Like they come in, and they air their grievances or whatever. Oh, he holds court like a king almost. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, like a king or yes, you could call it like or or a, or a judge. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, but, funny you should mention that because the fact they call it the Book of Boba Fett, maybe it's like the Book of Solomon. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe. And on the other hand, um, it does kind of have that feel like he's now one of the uh, crime syndicate yeah. owners. He's one, he's in one of the new bosses in town. Yeah, because that's kind of the way that it looked like um, that Fortuna was sitting there acting as like a a Jabba, yeah. You know, like like he ate Jabba first of all, but then like he came in, and, <laughs> and then so, but now he but but he but he was the he was the crime the crime you know what I mean like of Crimson Dawn and everything else, right? So now will we see Bubba Fett become that take that take over that role where he's now in charge of because you know he also a lot of the stuff that Bubba Fett did talk about you know some of his was this isn't a spice dream. This isn't, you know, like he had his sayings that would fit back into the whole crime syndicate era of uh, Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm torn. I, I, I want to say that he's he's there to to. Uh, I want to want him to say that he's there to, to start serving out justice, and that he's gonna, you know, be like a, a an actual ranger, but he's a ranger only for Tatooine or something like that along those lines. I but you might be right. He might be a little bit of both. Um, Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I want to see where it goes. Like uh, I, I did wonder what it meant taking Jabba's throne though because he seemed pretty content being in Jabba's palace while he was there. Yes. Kind of just like living there. Um, I, I sincerely hope his time on the throne because it seems like when you have too much time on Jabba's throne no pun intended uh, um, you end up getting you know a lot girthier. Girthier. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting to see, like, yeah, It'd be interesting to see, like, what the weight limit of that jet pack would be. <laughs> All right, here's hoping Boba but, Fett doesn't become fat. Fat. All right, copy. Yeah. <laughs> Boba Fat. Boba Fat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's. I just. I wonder what the significance of that particular location actually is for him. You know, because I mean, yes, he's. He's well, now, and it's cool. And I see where he goes. If you, if you think about it, technically, this is where he died and was reborn. Oh, that's true. Yeah, true. Yeah, that is. Uh, you know, the old mythological. So just where does he go from there? So, yeah, so, or, or maybe this is just a a, a planet. Um, the way the, the way the, the like the solar systems work, that this is a planet right on the reach of the outer realm. 
um, with, mm. with, a, with a decent connection to like the Empire and the and everything else, that it's more, it's more of going to be like an outpost, and he'll deal with more of the uh, the outlanding areas. That could be. You know, I, I'm I'm starting to like your your. your, well, your uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. I mean, oh, maybe he's frozen again. Damn it! Damn Skype. Um, you back, Johnny? Am I back now? Am I back here? Or? I think yeah. you are. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, it's also I, I keep forgetting her character's name, um, but it's also her return back to Tatooine as well. Yeah, uh, Fennec Shan. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I kind of like your. I'm starting to dig your idea, Brian. That he he's creating like a a safe haven for smugglers and and maybe people that are they're not they're not squeaky clean, but they're not you know they're not murderers or they're not you know they're just he'll still deal with the fringe element. He'll still thrive in the fringe element, but he won't. He'll have a certain order to him maybe or a, yeah. a uh, uh, I guess Johnny just dropped off and I... dropped back in okay but yeah I could definitely see that being like a safe haven for, for, for people like that or where he's trying to create a, um, a a second chance haven maybe for for right uh, he'll still still deal in crime but he won't necessarily be yeah. be second like a, like a safe haven for the wretched yeah the wretched kind of thing I don't know that that's kind of an interesting idea um, and let's talk about the, when they, they, they announced the whole the book of Boba Fett when they made that the title that got me thinking because so Mandalorian we've every episode has been a chapter um, so my question is then have we been reading from the book of the Mandalorian this whole time and if so if, is John and Dave going to all their series are they going to be like this where you know, every every chapter or every episode of every every series is a chapter in a book, you know, and then, then this book is, you know, this story and this book and it, it sounds like they're gonna inter, so, inter, so inter, like connect. Like they're, they're creating the Star Wars Bible? Not like a Bible necessarily, <laughs> but but almost like their 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 novel is their novels or giant epics, if you will, and that they're um but you know, that, that every chapter is being acted out in live action. You know and that I don't know. What do you guys think about that idea, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll go with that idea. My my only my only thing is it says the book of Bubba Fett coming twenty twenty one. Well, we already know that season three of Mandalorian is also filming. Yes. That there's that they that they filmed the season of uh, Bubba Fett right after season two. Mm-hmm. So that's so, the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is is are they going to? Which I would love. If maybe like one came out on Thursday, one came out on Friday, and then interconnect the two. Well, no, they could they could do like they do with every other damn TV show, and they have those crossover events, right? Where they where they're not always connected, but every once in a while they'll intersect with each other. They'll intersect, you know, they'll have their intersect points where they bounce off each other, mm-hmm. or you'll see one character from another slide over into the other one. Yeah, Flintstones meet the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I think we could see that happen. I also think that um, the way they're setting it up, with that we could see a four-part crossover uh, between Ahsoka, Mandalorian, the Boba Fett, and yeah, okay. and the Rangers. So you went... like I really, I really think that we could have four storylines hit mm-hmm. one spot 
Yeah. And then break off again and merge, you know, you so, know, send us in different directions. So take a a, uh, a page from the DC TV universe, so to speak, yep. with their big crossover series and stuff like that. Yep. I can see that you'd have to really balance that and be careful with that. Um because of the way I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I prefer to have two series running at the same time or if they just do one series at a time and then go back to back to back to back. I don't I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I think I like the latter better than the than, than the first, but and just get what a week from yeah, here for the next 16 yeah, weeks for the next 16 as opposed to get two, two two per week for the next eight. Yeah, exactly. So do you remember when we had to wait like three years for like one movie to come out? I know. We're so spoiled now. We're a bunch of, we're a bunch of babies. We really are. <laughs> we're not a bunch Whiny of... ass fans. <laughs> I made my own damn Star Wars for three years in between those movies, man. I used to play with my figures, man. That was my Star Wars. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have certainly uh, dissected this and dissected this again and again and again. I think all we got left, guys, is um, so let's just do final thoughts and grace for this episode, and then uh, we'll do another round for the for the season as a whole. So, uh, uh, John, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Um, hopefully, you won't freeze up, buddy. Um, let's. That's just for this episode. Your final thoughts and grades. Final thoughts and grades. Um, it's flat out an A. Like probably. There have been very few low points this season has had, and I think that's exactly what this episode is. It was just nothing but a series of high points and not a single low point. So I think that's it's yeah, it was just it was great. And just seeing the final payoff in the end with uh, Luke showing up and and just getting that just wonderful like farewell moment between Grogu and Mando was. Like I said, like just finally getting an emotional connection and feeling that is just that to me, like we talk about like Star Wars always talks about feelings and, you know, feeling, you know, feeling the force, feeling this movement through you. This is what we needed. You know, we needed a moment like this. We needed a I love you. I know moment. And I'll even go to say like we haven't felt that from Star Wars since that moment. Mm. You know, like just fair point. Yeah. Okay. And that's that that to me is what sells a a great story is when you connect with it, and that's what the final moments of this episode did proved how much we've connected with these characters and the show over two years. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'll go ahead and actually, you know what, Gabby, what do you what's yes. your final thought? And great because I know you were a little disappointed because you're afraid of what's going to happen to Grogu, but a minus, a minus. Okay, you thought it through again, huh? Your hope. She's I was going to give it a B plus, but A minus. She's got hope, folks. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope for her. All right. Um, real quick. Here's I, I'm going to say A plus plus plus. That's it to me. So far, this is the best episode of the season, and it's the best episode so far in the series. Um, this has, this connects on all levels. This brings everything together. Brings the whole arc together that we've been through on this journey. We've been through for the last two seasons. It has an amazing emotional payoff. Not just with Luke Skywalker, but again, like John said, the connection between essentially father and son, and it's it's that that moment where the child finally leaves the house, you know, goes out, and it, it's it, it tugs on the heartstrings there. Um, the dark saber, the setup for season three, the you know how that, how you know 
how Din is just he's gone from one mess to another and how he's going to have to go through all these hard times yet again and in this next chapter that's yet to come you can see the writing on the wall there and how they've done a nice job of transitioning from the end of this tying the story up to leaving enough to you know where see where we're going next uh luke skywalker giving us what we've what we've been looking for what we've been wanting for so long um you know just to see my my hero as a, as a child you know uh in action again uh is always going to pull at the heartstrings uh, no matter what so um yeah for all these reasons it's a plus 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 i can't put enough pluses on it um brian yeah like i said at the beginning of the show it was an a plus plus for me yeah. I, I i enjoyed it hey it all hit it ticked all the boxes for me um like we said wrapped up the wrapped up the arc there was no really there was no loose ends that we saw um you know, and, and you know, after the credits, it gave us the, um, right. uh, the you know, the, the book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. which is you know something that you know I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, not really knowing I'm waiting for it, but you know, always always wanting, even when that that fan made that fan made thing came out on YouTube, and I was like, Brian, can you imagine if this was real? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, him get out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, can you imagine if this was real? This is freaking awesome. Um, for that to come and almost to fruition is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Copy that. All right, guys. So let's go through one more time. And this is just for season two as a whole. Um, I'll go ahead and start off. Uh, season two is, I think when we were going in, season one did an outstanding job of building itself and standing alone by itself. It didn't need the help of any other characters. It established itself as an independent Star Wars show for the most part with little to no outside help then in season two we started hearing that we're going to start having encounters with established and well-known characters and i think there was a lot of fear out there that the show would maybe not do as well or that would depend too heavily on those characters i think dave and john this season have done an outstanding job of mixing the two together and in using the Mandalorian as that jumping point for, for, for the new series to spring off from and have done a very good job of maintaining the, the, the soul of the Mandalorian show while, you know, bringing other characters, established characters in and jumping them back off again, even in, especially in Ahsoka's case. So for all these reasons, I, the season two is an A+. Plus. Um, I, I didn't think they could beat uh, season one, but they did uh, in my book. So uh, season two is, in my opinion, better than season one. Uh, Johnny? Oh, <clears throat> so we're doing seasonal grades too. Um, I think, yeah, this did exactly what a really good season two should do, which is they start off introducing kind of like, what the show is going to be about, what the tone of the show is going to be. And season two, we've continued that tone some more somewhat. Um, if I had to say, like, overall arc-wise, if there are any uh, low points, I think for me it would feel like Mando wasn't as dynamic as he was in the first season because we saw more of him overcoming kind of his hatred and prejudice against droids, which... I always thought that was a nice little touch about him in season one, but you know, I mean, it's a minor nitpick because ultimately what season two is about was, it wasn't so much about developing him as a character as it was expanding the universe and damn if that show did not do it well, like episode after episode. I mean, 
frog lady and her eggs aside on the frozen planets <laughs> i mean the ep- this season did not have very many low points and it was it kept us interested it kept us asking who is this person or what's going to happen here or well what what possibilities does this have and that's not even among people that know clone wars or uh, you know the other animated series like that but you know just casual viewers like me who we we watch it and we're like this is everything we've wanted in star wars for decades and we are finally getting it so yeah season two is definitely an a um and i'm excited to see where it goes from here like i i I wonder what season three has lined up for us now that it seems like most everything's almost tied up pretty neatly with maybe a couple small loose ends here and there but i think it's it's going to be interesting to see what kicks off season three okay that's fair uh brian what do you think season two overall Oh no, we lost him. Yeah, your mic. Is he muted? Uh, no, I don't think he's muted. I think he's he's the charge on his mic's gone. We've oh, talked no. we've talked too long. I'm sign I, language. I'm going to assume Brian would say A plus. Is that correct, Brian? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, so we got an A plus for Brian for season two. <laughs> so sorry, B, my but uh, well, sorry, man. Wait, so we don't have to explain it? Huh? We don't have to explain it? Yeah, just give us a quick grade what, for season two. A, a plus. <laughs> just A. A, okay. We got an A from Gabby. All right, all right. Well, if you want, if you want to find out where where else you can find four Midwest guys, if you like this and you want to know where else you can find some, the best place to go, real quick, guys, is www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. That's again, that's www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. All of them are listed in uh, as they're released, in, and then you can also go to each individual show. You can go to the Mandalorian if you only want the Mandalorian shows. If you want another podcast, you can just go to that show. It's all listed there. You can follow, like, and subscribe all the links and uh, what to all our channels: YouTube, Podbean, uh, the uh, all. We're on everything now. I made sure we were on iHeartRadio. We're there now. We're on Pod, Spotify. Spotify. We are any major. Uh, for the audio versions of our podcasts you can find there and you can find us on youtube as well so we're 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 there as well but you can um it's all it's all at www.4midwestguys.com if you like just facebook it's facebook.com slash four midwest guys at four midwest guys on twitter you can find brian on twitter and spotify at egg zone you can you find should spotify our, or i'm sorry stardust at Angzen, you can find me on Twitter and Stardust at bwilly1977. If you like the behind-the-scenes photos and whatnot, that's the that's our Instagram account, which is the number four underscore Midwest underscore guys. Uh, if you like uh, just good old-fashioned emails, four Midwest guys at gmail.com. And we have a brand new thing, uh, fan voicemail, uh, 1-859-363-5952. Uh, you'll hear my voice, just uh, leave your name, uh, name who you are and what you're talking about. And if we like it enough, you'll find yourself on the air. So there you go. And, All right. Oh, Brian's back. Okay. Well, I'm back <laughs> via a different Skype. Through a different Skype. Okay. I jumped onto my iPad. Oh, Okay. All right, Brian, do you want to tell them a little bit about your 859 thrifting real quick or, or no? Oh, yeah, Gone Thrift 859. It's my new uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we do some unbox videos in there. <coughs> the uh, the post office is being very um, slow these days, so mm. a lot of the stuff we had planned on doing that I've ordered 
has yet to come in. Um, but as soon as that comes in, we'll start making some more videos. Um, and then we'll get um, my dad hooked up. The GoPro just got here, so we'll get my dad hooked up for some of this uh, Gone Thrifting videos and uh, get some more content out there for everybody. But yeah, Gone Thrifting 859. All right, excellent. And Johnny, I know uh, you're still thinking about doing the movie Masochist, right? I know we'd, we'd pick um, number 78, possibly, or 70, <laughs> whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, also, I'm also considering changing a bit of the format of that, too. Um, watching mm -hmm. The Queen's Gambit, kind of, yeah, I binged, like, all seven parts of that miniseries of The Queen's Gambit. And it was a good series. Uh, convinced Aang, too, yeah. It's, it's, yep. it's, it's a, a chess series. I think I might have finished it before you did. I think you did, yeah. And it just it reminded me how much I missed watching something inspiring and something good. And yeah. I started thinking it's like, you know, I I see plenty of crap movies in my lifetime, but I also have a ton of like great old movies in my library. Like you guys have seen my DVD library. There's a few in there I haven't seen that I bought with the intention of watching. So I might just, you know, dig through there to unearth some classics uh, some old ones and just say hey you know i i could use something good and inspiring so right. give that a go all right so maybe um inspirational movies or movies yeah. i haven't seen okay well we look subtitled we look <laughs> there subtitled. You go. subtitled <laughs> all right well we look forward to that that's for sure so all right well gabby who's falling asleep on me thanks for joining me mm -hmm. and brian thanks for joining us yeah, and Johnny, thanks for joining us, sir. Appreciate it as always. And I'm your, absolutely. And I'm your host, B. Willie, saying until next time, may the force be with you always. Also with you. <laughs> we lift up our hearts. <laughs>